Welcome to Read by Example, where teachers are leaders and leaders know literacy. And I'm joined once again by Mary Howard and Deborah Crouch. Always a joy to have you here with us. Thanks and for we, having us. Yeah. yeah. And um, we are going to just do a quick share, just lots of turnover as usual, unfortunately, uh, in many cases of new leaders, whether it's principals or literacy specialists, interventionists, coaches, uh, teacher leaders. I consider uh, many people to be leaders, uh, most people in education to be leaders. And I put a previous discussion question out there, which was, what book would you recommend to a new leader? And um, I'll start with Mary. She had one that she had mentioned that I've heard of, but I have not, I have only just seen the cover. I'd be interested in oh. learning Oh my goodness. Yes. I can't, I, I seem to, this is my, um, you know, Linus safety uh-huh. net. It's called um, how education policy shapes literacy instruction, understanding problems of policy and practice edited by Rachel Gabriel. And Rachel actually has um, three chapters. She does the introduction. She also does um, a wonderful chapter on the last chapters on teacher quality, Matt, and this would mean a lot to you as well. And one of the pieces in that chapter is on coaching, the coaching process, which I think is really important. So let me just mention the three areas. Uh, I'm sorry, the six areas um, that, and I'll, I'll put that in the chat so that you can see it while I'm sharing them. Um, I, I just think they just they what they wanted to do was to think about the most important uh, policies that were crucial. And these I can't think of six better chapters. So one on retention, which was was un, unbelievably good. But they all are one on remediation. And I'm shortening the titles one on early literacy, reading difficulties. So intervention uh, language learners, which is often left out of the loop completely. Mm-hmm. And the last one often left out of the loop is teacher quality. Yeah. So I, uh, and, and by the way, they, Rachel is going to be on our Twitter chat, a good to great Twitter, Twitter chat on September 7. So next month, September 7, 2023, and talk about this book, which is absolutely going to be such a blessing uh, to really have her voice uh, uh, so much wisdom and she brings that research piece to the table that is just so crucial crucial so that one is it was definitely way high on my list i'm glad you're mentioning that too because i don't see i wouldn't see maybe school leaders picking that book up right um but it's you know list these chapters especially around even retention i mean every year we're Mm-hmm. It seems like rehashing the same conversations about, you know, mm-hmm. retention is not a uh, typically a, an effective intervention. Um, so I'm glad you're bringing that up. And your Twitter chats, it's one of the best out there. I, um, If I happen to be on Twitter, I'm seeing it and I, I try to join in. It's always a, um, a great You've been on several times. Yeah. Well, just for a couple of your it. books and, and as an administrator. Yeah. Yeah. And just being a part of it, it's, it's always fun. And you, you all do. And so has, so have you, <laughs> Deborah. Yeah. It yeah. is. Mary taught me, Mary taught me how to actually use Twitter to get onto the yeah. Twitter chat. <laughs> now that it's being, you know, adjusted a little bit. It's a skill. It's a skill. And the hashtag is G2 great, right? 
Yes. G, hashtag G2 great. So just, you know, if you're listening, go to G2 great hashtag on Twitter and you'll see previous discussions, but check it out. It's, it's a great way to um, get acclimated to these new resources that Mary's so generous about letting people know about. Uh, Deborah, what book have you thought about or considered for new leaders? Gosh, well, you know, I mean, two of the ones that I just think are absolutely critical for everybody to read, you had in your little book collection that you um, shared with everyone in a photo, um, those two from Peter Johnston, Mm -hmm. Choice Words and Opening Minds, those to me just lay the foundation for the kind of thinking and the kind of atmosphere and the kind of world that we want kids to be in in our schools to me I mean if I were a leader of a school I would want the kind of conversations that Peter is um bringing up in that book and I just and and I think he also has such an ability to write in a way that helps you see the bigger picture of of what it means to to have children who read and think and talk and write and live in ways that are going to be so powerful and meaningful in the long term. Um, and he can do it in these small, short books, which just I, as a, you know, as a writer, I just am always just envious that he can do that. Um, so those are two that I think would absolutely be, I probably, and it's interesting. I think I would, would read, would recommend opening minds before choice words, even though they were published in a different order. Um, I think opening minds is a bit, is a bit broader than, than choice words um, in, in the sense for a leader, whereas a teacher, I might recommend the other way around um, the way he published them. So those were a couple that, that you've already suggested, but started looking at my shelf and I thought, who are some people that inspire me? And I am an avid Daniel Pink fan. I and I don't know if you've read this one or not, um, to no. sell his hero. Yeah. And it's so interesting because, you know, he is in business and in that kind of, of world. But this this book, um, I think, was a nice partner to A Whole New Mind, which is looking, A Whole New Mind looks at diff, uh, five different ways of thinking that cannot be outsourced. Um, and so I think that's a fabulous book if you're looking for something really interesting to read. But the reason that I pulled this one off, To Sell as Human, he begins to really think about what it means. Because we often think of selling as persuading someone to like to purchase something. And he said, if you really step back from it, you're not really persuading so much as you're inspiring. And so one of the things that this book is about is how you inspire someone to to believe in your message to believe in the things that you believe in and and how to support you getting your message across in a way that makes it very palatable and I think that's so especially true when we think about you know the state of education right now it's like we need to be able to find some some places where we can reach agreement so that we can move forward for teachers and children because I think the biggest challenge sometimes is we're presenting everything in a binary way yeah, um, yeah. reality binary doesn't get us much of anything so this is really an interesting book I appreciate that he gives you a chapter with with some content and then he has like the little workbook built into it so here's some activities you can try out and think about for yourself to um 
to, to put some of the ideas into, into action. And many of them are things that um, are just very powerful ways of, of uh, coming into um, this kind of world. Anyway, so, and I love Daniel Pink. I mean, he's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for engaging as a, a presenter, if you ever get a chance, I got to hear him speak last year and he just is so fabulous. So that was one that I thought kind of a, not what you'd usually, again, like you said, Mary, not something you'd usually think of, of leaders reading. And yet to me, as a leader, it's about how you, how you inspire others to, uh, to want to hear what you have to say. Right. And what I love about that, and I can't, I didn't know about it. I can't wait to look into it. But what I love about that is that it doesn't matter how powerful your message is if you're not doing it in a way that is going to inspire people into action, then they'll, you know, say, oh, that was great. And then tomorrow morning, it's all mm -hmm. gone. I want to mention one more book technically, too. The one more book that I think does the same thing, but she does it in a really beautiful way. And that is um, someone who I just think is one of the greatest writers of all time, Regi Routman's book, um, Think uh, Literacy Essentials. In that book, though, what she uses to not uh, sell the story in the definition of Daniel Pink is stories, not selling the story, but the message. She uses real live stories that, and for me, storytelling is something that that puts us into the process. It makes us feel human. And so <laughs> feeling human is um, is a part of that process. That's why I'm excited, the two of them together. And uh, uh -huh. for me, that book, which I have behind me, but that book is a nice, big, thick book. Um, and yet it is organized so beautifully, sort of like what you were talking about, Daniel Pink. But what she does is say, okay, here's what we need. To, here's a story. Here's what we need to do. And then boom, 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 bullet, bullet, bullet. Here's what you can do. And by the way, Regi has a brand new book that is going to start being uh, advertised today. Um, so I'm waiting to post until the company does, but it's called The Heart Centered Teacher. And it is absolutely one of the best books I have ever read and right now is the time, whether you're a leader or a teacher, that we need it because she's using story again huh. and she's using it to help us to understand um, how we can maneuver in difficult times. And I mean, these, this definitely qualifies as difficult times. So, yeah, those would definitely be way high on my list. Oh, I'm looking so forward to Reggie's new book. Yeah, I uh, happen to have my own printed out copy. I was also a region. Okay, I'm so jealous. I'm not in this. <laughs> this uh, reason, you know. group. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I um, got an advanced copy to do some reviews and and, and that kind of thing. So uh, yeah, I would agree with Mary. It's it's, it's excellent. Um, and I agree. I actually read uh, Daniel Pink's book too. Uh, to sell human. It's very good. Um, really just makes you rethink about what sales actually is. And we are in a, as leaders, we're in a sales job, whether we like it or uh -huh. not. Um, we, you know, we definitely have to sell the, the big vision and, um, and mission in a way that people are going to buy into it. So I'm glad you brought that book up. Which well, is interesting because, 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, one of the ideas that I thought was so cool in here is he says, you know, back in the day, you know, many, many years ago, that when you went out to purchase something, the person who was selling it was the expert. And so they knew so much more than you did. And so they, you know, you were dependent on them. But now everybody has the internet available. So everybody knows the background before they go in to purchase something. So it's, and I thought that's a, it's a perfect metaphor too, because how many of our teachers are so actively online seeking out and looking for things that it's not about, let me bring you a brand new idea as much as it's let, let's talk about the ideas that you're already bringing in here so that I can help you think about your decision-making. Oh, so exactly. it really repositions the way we really have to think about, you know, our teachers today. Cause it's, it is not 30 years ago when, you know, you depended on the outside people to come in and bring you knowledge. You know, you are as a teacher, you have, you bring so much to the table um, not that we didn't then, but, you know, in terms of like a lot of new ideas, unless you really actively sought it out, um, you know, you mm -hmm. waited for someone to bring you things into your district. And now it's just, you know, people are out there seeking things out. So fabulous. But that's also a side sign of the time, because you were talking about how people who are selling you something already have the expertise. Unfortunately, we live in a time where people are selling us something who do oh, not have the expertise yes. on what they're talking about. So I think there's yeah. a very dangerous flip side yes. to that. That yeah. it's we, the making the decisions. Um, exactly. Like exactly. Understanding how to make decisions. Like it shifts that leader's role, I think, in so many ways of helping helping position and ask um, you know, ask those really important questions so that people are considering the bigger picture kind of almost circles back to what we were saying at the beginning, that bigger picture of what it is that we're wanting kids to to be mm -hmm. after they've spent time with us yeah, mm -hmm. it's really huge. so matt what was your what would be your top book that you're well, using right now and sharing yeah i um it's interesting you mentioned daniel pink and i was just listening to a podcast of a book that i just finished getting things done by david allen uh, the art of stress-free productivity which is a business productivity book but i think it's really application to leaders, especially when they're busy. He's all about kind of fun, like finding that mind like water state where we're not overwhelmed with all this information and just gives you a a whole methodology of how to process all the information coming to you and how to create lists and files and folders and whether it's digital or in print. But Daniel Pink um, was one of the people who, you know, did a little blurb for his book. And they actually uh -huh. had a conversation um, on this podcast, Daniel Pink and David Allen. And he's a big, Daniel Pink's a big getting things done guy. He's like a card carrying member of GTD. <laughs> anyway, I did not recommend this book to actually my new leader who replaced me. I had a conversation with him last week because he had a lot of questions, of course. And um, But I think it'd be a good book to maybe suggest to him down the road. The book that I did recommend um, is Having Hard Conversations by Jennifer Abrams. Um, it's a short book, but it nicely lays out how to have a hard conversation with someone who's not meeting expectations. So there's there's protocols in there, even you know, talks about how to script out what you want to say and how you want to say it, you know, conversations around um, 
you know, performance or compliance. And um, I just think, you know, transitioning to his role as a new leader, you're going to encounter that, you know, and um, so I think this is a very good resource to have. It's short for new leader. It's easy to follow. You can read it and not a lot of time and be ready to have those kind of discussions, which no one really likes having, but sometimes has to be had. So that'll be my recommendation. Any parting words for new leaders in just these complex, challenging times? Um, thinking about that new principal or new specialist or coach? I guess mine would be don't ever make a decision without putting a lot of time and thought into what it is that you're trying to decide. Uh, to me, that's part of where why we are where we are. So definitely it would be that. I think I would say just make sure you're you're taking the time to get to know the person in front of you, whether that's an adult or a teacher, you know, adult teacher or child, before you jump in. Hmm. I mean, I think that's the hardest part of leading is sometimes we feel like we're supposed to lead with all the answers as opposed to get to know who's in front of us before we start offering up all of our, you know, wisdom <laughs> that we bring in. It's and that's, and I say that as much to myself as I do to anybody else. It's like, you know, you need to be a listener first and, and then, uh, then the person who responds to what's being said. Well, Deborah and Mary, I wish you were my coaches 16 years ago when I started in administration, I could have used that <laughs> advice. Um, I, I only... think I would have known to say that 16 years ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> True. Fair enough. Uh, my only advice is to take care of yourself. Um, you know, invest in stuff outside of school, exercise, eat well, you know, leave school at school as much as you can. Um, it's a hard job and no one's going to prioritize your well-being, you know, other than yourself. You know, everyone's got needs. And everyone thinks it's, you know, it's the most urgent thing for them. So you've got to learn to have some buffers and some barriers and really get some type of separation. I'm not talking like total work-life balance, but just having some time for yourself, you know? So uh, with that, thank you, Mary and Deborah. And Deborah, did you want to say one more thing? I do. The other thing I would say is make sure you read for pleasure. Yes. You know, and, and I'm going to actually recommend a book. I was just going to read the, recommend this after we got through, just because I know we've been talking about stories, but I just finished it. It's called The Best Strangers in the World from Ari Shapiro. Um, he's on NPR and all things considered. I don't know if you know, if you read him or not. I read this in two days. I could not put it down because he is one of the most fabulous storytellers. And it is just the most, oh, you know, you, and he, and he's, he's lively and funny. And then he guts you because it's got some of the most poignant, beautiful connections and what you were saying there, Matt, about taking care of yourself, that's one of the things I think that's such a, a, a thing that you walk away is also feeling that, um, you know, there's a lot of of um, the world out there that we need to make sure that we're still aware of. And it's just it's just beautiful. It's called Stories from a Life Spent Listening is the subtitle to it. So just a beautiful, beautiful book. So that's going to be the one I'm recommending to everybody um, over the next few weeks because <laughs> it's such a good 
such a good I got a lot of books to order today. <laughs> I know. I know we come off of these and it's like, okay, what do I need there to go is, to Amazon and order right no one, no one listening to this can say, I, I don't know what to read. These are some <laughs> no great recommendations. Well, no thanks, kidding. Mary, and thanks, Deborah. And it was always You're a welcome. pleasure. You're Take welcome. Care. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye.